0: How are we going, mates? Welcome back to the top step. My name is Ryan Roland Smith. Now, we have got an amazing show for you today. Joining us very soon, the one and only Adam Jones. 14 years with the Baltimore Orioles, five time All Star, four time Gold Glover. He's just spent two years in Japan. I cannot wait to ask him all about his time in Japan. Listen, there's so many things I want to ask Adam. I'm just going to unleash. This guy, he's one of my favorites. He has a big opinion. He's honest. He's truthful. He doesn't hold back, so I'm looking forward to it. Now, he is joining us from the Maldives. We spoke on the phone. I just want to give you a heads up. The audio may be a little bit scratchy, but you can definitely hear everything. We are on Zoom just before we started this show, and it sounded okay. It wasn't crystal clear, but just bear with us a little bit because Adam, I guarantee you, we'll have a lot to say. Now listen, if you're new to the show, welcome. Make sure you subscribe. You've got two big leaguers with all their favorite players joining them, having honest conversations about the game today. Plus, we have a lot of laughs. We're both from Australia. We don't take ourselves too seriously. We all need some laughs. So hopefully you enjoy it. If you are an avid listener, welcome back make sure you go leave us a review we'd love to get a couple of reviews whether it be on apple spotify wherever you listen to this show or if you want to reach out to us go to www.thetopstep.com and just click contact and you can reach out to us all right i'm going to get right to it because i know adam's about to call in very soon enjoy this episode as grant balfour and adam jones join me right here on the top step
1: no matter what happens, Ryan Roland smith has something to tell his grandkids right here. First appearance of the big leagues. facing <laughs> Hall of, all all of Famer. Of famer. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if he strikes them out.
2: Here comes the 1-2 pitch to Junior now. The breaking ball. He struck him out. Yeah, that will be a story for the rest of his life. <laughs> As he strikes out Ken Griffey Jr.
1: And the inning is over. But what an inning it was. At 6 Victor Martinez and Grant Balfour join, and benches it cleared. My goodness! This this is Grant Balfour being Grant Balfour. He he is,
2: as you mentioned, Jim. He's amped up. He talks a lot. It's not personalized, but he talks a lot. In fact, he has the demeanor of a guy that wants to fight
3: say that i'm not killing them kill, kill, killing them oh, no. killing them kill, kill, killing
0: them oh, no. killing them how's well. your week yeah good okay <laughs> i got the giggles before we even started mate we're, we're close to creasy some i'm jolly mate i'm all happy I'm ready to roll
3: i might say you should be yeah. great time Big of the
0: yeah. yeah hey hey listen oh, we're gonna to get to it we're gonna to get to our guest he is waiting in the waiting room actually let, let, let's get real here yeah. he's actually joining us from the maldives which is insane yeah. he's not you know who he is we one stepped of my favorite up our
3: waiting room mate we stepped the waiting room yeah. up yeah. To, <laughs> to the maldives to the huts out in the middle of the water in the maldives so yeah,
0: yeah it's like it's like those reality shows. When you get booted off one of those reality shows, like whether it be like The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, which big fan of, by the way, I I, yeah. I got into it, mate. The last couple of years, I got stuck in. This has got I you, in it, did she? She did, mate. She did, yeah. and, and she was she was into it. And at first, I was sitting there going, "Oh, this is a load of garbage," and just trying to rip on it. And she yeah. paused it, yeah. You know, she paused it and said, "Listen, if you're just going to keep ripping it and and commentating." Uh, we're turning yeah. it off. I'll watch on me. I'll watch on my own. <laughs> so I shut up. But I actually got yeah. into it, man. It, it was good. I wasn't taking it seriously. But you know when they yeah. when they boot someone off the show, they send them off to some resort. That's basically yeah, right. what we're doing. When you when you join the top yeah. step, you go to some res- resort over in the Maldives. And that's yeah. exactly where this wow. dude is. Like I said, you know who he is. Adam Jones, 14 years in the big leagues, five-time All-Star. How many gold gloves do you rack up? Four gold gloves. Whoa. Silver Slugger,
3: throw that in there.
0: Was in the MVP MVP voting for a few of those years. Had an amazing career. Made close to what hundred mil. Anyway, he's yeah.
1: just cool hundred,
0: yeah, cool hundred, whatever. He's well, he's just spent the last two years in Japan. I can't wait to hear all about that. But even more important, dude, he's sitting there on vacation in the Maldives or Maldives, Maldives, whatever you call it. I know I went there for my honeymoon, mate. You should have seen me. But he's there. He's waiting. So we're gonna get right to it but before we do that while we keep him in the waiting room all the way in the maldives before we do that we have to do the word of the day all right yeah oh yeah so this is this is a special request from my favorite running store in seattle big shout out chet he owns uh super jock and jill great shop mate you should see it. You need, pa- you need a pair of joggers in you go tell me right now oh, all right the kids needed some <clears throat> it's next to it's next to the best coffee shop in seattle by the way that's and that's Revolutions Coffee. Love the place, big shout out uh, to, to the fellas over at Revolutions. Anyway, but Chet and I were chatting. He comes in, he's he's a big fan of the podcast. Big fan of yours too, by the way. He knows you're a runner, he heard your records, you were setting with the twins. But he oh, said to yeah. me, he said when, when he was competing down in Australia, when he was running, or he was visiting, or whatever he was doing, I can't remember what he was doing. But he uh, said to me, he said the one thing they said was, and this is the word of the day, give it the flick. <laughs> i haven't heard that that for a while i was like is that is that nosy thing i guess it is i asked everyone else and they're like Uh, yeah "Yeah, i I don't use that what does that mean grant
3: i give it the flick just get rid of it you know rack it off just (laughs) basically just just get rid of it whatever it is just give it the flick (laughs) simple as that mate you know water off a duck's back don't even think twice just give it the flick
0: (laughs) Yeah, get get just rid, get of, rid it. of it but get rid of it there you go but i remember when i was a kid i was in i was in high school and you know i'm a i'm trying to become a, a professional athlete you know trying right. to be an absolute star but i was 16 17 i had a girlfriend and uh i, I don't want to say names right really. <laughs> not that she's listening that's for sure but yeah. it, it just it got a little bit too much drama in there you know and i, I remember going to my dad saying dad what do i do mate like you know, like, I'm doing this. I'm diving into, oh, she said this about that. She doesn't like the fact I'm doing this. He's just yeah. driving along. There's just this pause, and it's just like, mate, just give her the flick. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was like, all right. You're, you're, you're hoping to get a bit of a one-on-one with your dad, you know, console you a little bit. Maybe, you know, you know, said, so it, look, son, this is probably what you should do. You know, maybe take her out and just kind of talk about it. Nah, just give her the flick. <laughs> I think he right. had
0: She'll be right. <laughs> She'll be right. You know what else he said too? Just to add to that, he goes, I'll oh, give it a flick like this. And then soon after that, he said, oh yeah, on your bike, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> on your bike.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, mate, we so, can you said
3: so blunt, can't we?
0: Yeah, just, we are. I've got to say, mate, Aussies are one thing they're very good at is being so straight to the point, blunt, just
1: straight into it. Yep, to the throat, <laughs> yep. mate. Straight, go on from uh, the throat.
0: Yeah, but anyway, good times, mate. You should, uh, by the way, I, uh, not that I was super popular in high school or anything like that. So I'm not trying to act yeah. like I, j- just to. I just want to make a yeah you know, full discretion yeah. here. I don't want to make out like I'm I was some stud in high school and I was just giving girls the flick. I mean, this yeah. is like a long term six month relationship. Well, mate. <laughs> it was pretty full on, pretty hot and heavy. But it just got it got yeah. too much, mate. I had too much. I had I was trying to concentrate yeah. on school, which I didn't. Trying to concentrate yeah. on baseball, but I had to give it the flick. So there you go.
3: Took away from your focus, mate.
0: Yeah. All right. So let's focus on what we've got this episode. We are going to get to the Aussie segment at the end, but we do have a really good chance here to talk to someone who's on vacation after a crazy couple of years, playing in Japan, amazing career. I want to talk to, Grant, I want want to talk to Adam about a bunch of stuff. I want to ask him about MLB right now. Obviously, we're in the lockout. What can they improve? Some of his thoughts, especially being from afar and everything in between, man. So you, you ready to get to it?
3: Yeah, mate. Let's do it. I'm excited All to right. hear from him.
0: Let's do it. He's in the waiting room right now. We'll flick him over. All right. Well, let's bring him in. Adam, how are we doing, champion?
2: Always good, baby, man. Good to get to catch up with you two guys, man. It was fun to fun to be a teammate of you and battle against you, Ryan, and fun to battle against you, Grant. It was just it was always, it was always a always a tough battle, and you knew that 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 Aussie power was gonna come out. And, you know, Grant. I, you didn't cuss me out. I know you were talking to the umpires or to the powers that be, but we felt like you was cussing at us, okay? I know yeah. you wasn't, but we felt like it, damn it. We felt like yeah. it. I know you yeah. wasn't, but damn it, we felt like it.
3: So I, I kind of got into that, and you know what? I just felt like I was cussing myself out, telling myself, fucking hit me this and that. And I was It's just the thing <laughs> that helped me focus, honestly. It got me right. It got me where I needed to be. I was like, this, this helps me focus. I can channel all that aggression and all that, just whatever I had going on on the mound. And that's kind of what worked for me. So, um, I just love to compete and don't get me wrong. All the guys I played against, I probably got to apologize to a lot of guys (laughs) afterwards. I just love competing and and going up against you guys and challenge you guys. But it's great to be able to sit here and talk to you today and,
0: and just, you know, look back on it. So pretty cool. I will say, Grant, some of the dudes who came over and played with him, were like, oh, yeah, I love the of the whole thing. So, but I'm glad yeah. you said something right off the bat, dude. I appreciate that.
2: Oh, yeah. We were like, we just you get to say it again. We to him, we're like, dog, what the, what, like, is this guy okay? Just like, does he want to take it out back? Like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> we can, we can, what, what we need to do right now? I feel, I feel, I don't know why to feel like what's going on right now.
3: I try to, hey, I try to confuse you None below, none below. No, it takes forever out there I, you know, on the mound try to we, put you guys to sleep.
2: <laughs> I, I wish we could have got you in. A, I think I don't know what year it was it. Was it third? Oh, I yeah, think 14. 14, fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah, I think. We should, but yeah. our, our doctors try who, uh, our doctors also deemed that, um, I guess, a second year for you wouldn't have been good on the contract. And they also said that a, a third. And fourth year for Marcakis and Nelson Cruz wouldn't have been good. Both of those guys made All Stars in that fourth year. Of their contract, therefore, yeah. should we always listen to doctors? No. So uh, yeah, <laughs> it, was it was a uh, missed opportunity there to uh, to to be able to not be cussed at. I should say. <laughs>
0: Speaking of that too, Adam, I remember when Grant when that all went down, it was crazy because you know he's coming off a good year. He went up, you know, he's doing his thing with Baltimore. And as you know, in in the big leagues, I'm sure it's the same in Japan. These reporters they want to be the first, like they want to be the first to get the news out there. And the news was out there. Next, next thing you know, Grant's you know supposed to be signing with you with the Orioles, and then he goes off for a physical, and then boom, just doesn't happen, right? So, so you you were basically on the inside track with a lot of that as well, even when it was going down.
2: Yeah, our doctors are, have just been notorious um, and it just went the same with the owner. It's uh, they've, they've been very notorious about uh, due diligence and mm. taking every single step, every single measure. And, and sometimes, and sometimes in business, you know, sometimes you can be a day late, you can take too long and the guy gets another offer. And, and you know, I've heard stories that we were supposed to sign other guys in different years and, you know, we just took too long because we were doing our due diligence. And, yeah. you know, it, again, it's it's business. Is business always going to be fair? No. Is there always going to be casualties in business, of course? Um, but I think in some regards, we lost out on some very, very good players because the process. And, you know, it sucked that we couldn't have, have had Grant. It sucks we couldn't have had Cruz, Marquette, and other players that I've heard that we were – Interested in, but uh you know, again, time waits for no man, and sometimes uh, the brass took took their took their time, and you know, we lost, we were able, we just unfortunately lost out on a lot of good players because of it.
0: Hey, you hey, Adam, b- by the way, just just switching gears here, real quick, we feel very privileged here—the fact that we've got you right now, and I going to say, man, I was a little nervous about you know the Wi-Fi connection because you're, frig- you're you're in the Maldives, dude. you're sitting out in, in one of those over the water cabins whatever you call them right now if you and if you're watching this you can see you know the back yeah. you can see the, the, the little tiki out whatever you call it. so dude we feel very honored the fact that you're out there in the Maldives with the family after a, a year yeah. in japan which i want to get to but um what, what, what are you doing in the Maudos? is that where you live now you just snuck off you just hiding from the rest of the world or, or
2: i wish i could just live out here it is it's it's, it's even above my pay grade for for a long for anything long term it is it is exquisite out here though it is about the Waldorf story and it's just gorgeous everything and the food the people is just amazing and uh it's a good getaway yeah after yeah. you know two years of un- um, not being able to visit majority of the vacation places due to COVID and all that kind of stuff so um, yeah. it's good to be able to to come here and relax and just relax mentally decompress from a long season a long two years basically in yeah. Japan with all the COVID stuff going on so We've just been just trying to relax and mind our own business, so it's been, it's just been a blessing to be able to be.
0: Here. Yeah, man, the, the, the Maldives. Great. I don't know if you've ever been there. I went uh, there for my honeymoon. I was staying at the Hampton Inn and Suites at the Maldives. <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> no, but it, you know, it was man. sick, man. Like we're, we're, getting we're all like, out. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I was actually at the uh, Gilly Lenkin Fushi. It was sick, man. I don't know if that's even close to the Waldorf, but uh, it was uh, amazing. I near it. <laughs> I <went> near
2: it. <laughs> I don't know. Or any, i don't know where anything is to be honest with you this, i guess the waldorf opened up in 2019 and they opened in 2019 and then they basically out of the basically two years they've been open they've been closed for like 18 months of it so oh, you know right now sorry. they they reopened uh i think in april or something and they just mm-hmm. people just been flocking flocking to come here and it's yeah. absolutely gorgeous got some
3: fresh got fresh bed sheets buddy fresh clean sheets Oh, for sure yeah. you are good for sure. <laughs> you're nothing's you're been good. stepped on and humped
2: yeah,
1: on kind or of <laughs> yeah nice hey i'm
0: still i'm i'm still waiting on your instagram account to see on one of those zuckerberg foil boards Are you going to get out one uh, they got them there or what those things you know that the the uh what were they called the the, the motorized little stand up paddle boards is that you Adam? is that what we're doing you scuba diving doing all that stuff or you just I, ch- chilling just, i
2: just i just seen that today uh the motorized um <laughs> like boogie board, I, I can't, I can't ride a skateboard. So I know, I know my limitations. Some people think that they can get out there and do things. I can't, I can't paddleboard. I can jet ski. And uh, that's about it. I, I know my limitations. I like to sit in the back of the boat with with, with a drink and just, and just relax. I, I, I learned a long time ago, like some things just aren't for me and it's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm okay. I can swim, which is great. So I'm not afraid. I don't need a life vest. As soon as I enter the, Enter nice. the uh, the enter the yeah. boat. I'm okay. Look, I can swim. Look, up, look but... out for
3: these guys. Look out for these
2: <laughs> guys.
3: <laughs> uh, We've great seen a light. couple around here. Yeah, I see a
2: few. And, uh, yeah, I just I just you know understand yeah. what I can do. Tomorrow we're gonna take the uh, it's the big cushion couch that has like three okay. seats. I'm gonna take my boys on and get pulled by the uh, by the, boat? the the, the speed boat. Yeah, so. That's yeah, gonna be fun, but anything besides that, I you know, again, I know my limitations. And I'm I'm not trying to do it. I mean my wife kayak today and I'm like, yeah, I, I I this is cool, but I feel like I'm I feel like I'm about to get myself hurt. Yeah. Do something. Yeah, yeah. Let's get back to shore and get me the hell out of Yeah, uh,
3: Hey, give me a my
2: tie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, you you talked about make my life simple. You
0: talked about, you talked about, you know, decompressing after a crazy couple of years, but I want to say, man, when when, there was so much hype, when you are going over to Japan, this is at the end of 2019, I'm still trying to figure out, maybe you can help me with this. Has there been a bigger, like name from the big leagues going to Japan the way you did? There was a huge hype about it. You signed a massive two-year deal. It was kind of this thing where people were questioning, are you going to stick around the big leagues? You go off to Japan, obviously with COVID, but you must have, dude, you must have had an absolute blast over there. I mean, you, you must have been, yeah, you know, an absolute superstar in Japan, right?
2: Well, first off, like I wanted to stay in Major League Baseball, and I get that I said things that Major League Baseball didn't like, uh, you know, media people didn't like, fans didn't like. But at the same time, I felt that my performance still should have warranted me a job in Major League Baseball. I was only thirty-four years old. I'm thirty-six now. And as you see, there's still 34-year-old outfielders getting two, three-year jobs at five, six million. And I'm just like, you know, looking back, I'm just like, damn. You know, obviously I think I should have stayed there. I proved myself to be healthy, which is number one thing. You know, I played 10 straight years of 150 games. So I proved myself to be healthy. Um, But it didn't work out. Again, I get that. And, you know, sometimes I think what players think, they always need major league baseball. And I just proved the point that I didn't need major league baseball. It's like, okay, cool. I, I I mean, I got my pension. I did everything I needed. I, let me go do something for myself. Let me go prove to you guys that I don't need you guys. And you know, I went to Japan. And it, it sounded great at the beginning because it was fresh. Japan's a great league. But then COVID, hit. COVID just ruined everything because upon signing there, I'm thinking my family, friends are going to come. Like, it's just going to be more than just me. It's going to be a big spectacle. It's going to be a lot of things I could You know, interact with international fans. I had deals lined up with different companies to be able to uh, show my personality, and then COVID hit again. It's just like, damn, everything shut down. All companies just shut down. Especially, you know, Japan is a company, a country that uh, is—they just do things differently. They follow the book, by the code. They, if if it says shut down for a week, even if it's three days, and it's gone. They said they're shutting down for a week, so right. shutting down for a week. And uh, there was no wiggle room there. And so we just endured it. And, you know, I think the greatest part is just the family got to be closer to each other. Yeah. Um, it just was me, my wife, and my two kids. Like we just had to, you know, we just got to be closer with each other, which is great. It's a smaller country, so the travel is not too too rigorous. And um, we just, I guess, got to, got to know each other a little bit more, a little bit better and had to uh, just embrace that. And I think the best part about it was there was no foreigners that were able to come over there. So we essentially had, we could go to Tokyo, go to Kyoto, Osaka, Kobe, and not have just tourism all the way around around us. It was just the Japanese people. It wasn't just crowded every single place we go. where you need lines and reservations. We just walk up to any restaurant and just go in. So it was, it sucked because we wanted to have that Japanese experience, you know, Tokyo's 30 plus million people at any given moment. But yeah. we only we only experienced it being a hundred thousand, you know, yeah, which right. it's like going to New York and like, damn, New York is dead. It goes down. It's never yeah. it, it's never dead, you know,
1: yeah.
2: and It just it was weird that we didn't get to experience that. But it was also awesome that we got to experience just being embraced in their culture. Kids learning Japanese, myself learning Japanese, putting in clips me speaking Japanese and, you know, we just overall embraced it. Didn't uh try and be like, we're better than anybody. We just, I just on, on the field and in the clubhouse, I embraced all the players. They always had questions for me. I just was, I told them I'm an open book, but whatever you guys got, man, I'm, I'm here to answer. I'm here to help in any shape or form. If you guys have questions about anything, you know, let me know. You know, it was the, I think one of the best parts is all of Otani's games are on TV. All of, uh, I don't know Kakuchi's games, Naida, uh Sutsugo, all their games are on TV, so they always asked about other major league players and you know I tried to answer those those questions to the best of my uh, my knowledge.
0: Hey um speaking of that too and, and I don't know if you remember uh, Brad Lefton, he 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 covered he covered Ichiro for a long time. Uh he speaks fluent Japanese. Great dude. big shout out to Brad but Yeah, I know remember, Brad. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he, he actually gave me some stuff, man. I was chatting with him the last couple of days because I, I I wanted to wait until you got done. You know, you played in that final series and, you know, you had hit that, that pinch hit home run and everything else. I was like, oh, man, I need to get out of my... But I was like, oh, I'll wait. And obviously you're in the mouth. I was right now, I don't want to bug you while you're on vacation, but here we are. But he just talked about with you coming over. One thing, and, and these are his words too. He just said that basically Oryx hadn't won anything since what, 1996 or something like that. They hadn't won forever.
2: It's right. been 25 years. The yep. team
0: you were with. And he said the biggest impact you made from talking to people in the organization was you came in and you just you changed the culture there where you, you had a little bit more of that is his word swagger coming into that clubhouse and you were so influential on some of those younger players. Yeah. Was that something for you, Adam? Obviously, you know, you're you've been you've had all different kinds of teammates. You've been a rookie, you've been a veteran, you've been a superstar player. But was that when you went over there, is it this thing where you have to to not take that on, but remind yourself, look, like you said, you can't be above anyone being Adam Jones coming to Japan. You basically have to come in and, and, and play that role a little bit. And that's, and that's something you just embraced. For and, and-
2: sure. I didn't, I didn't come over here thinking that I'm above anybody. I, I just came over here like, look, and, hey, I, I just want to help this team. And I said, as soon as I got over here in our press conference, I just want to help this team get to the next level. They, you know, the GM kept telling me, we haven't won in so, in so many years. Hopefully you can do this and do that. And I just promised them one thing. I'm going to try and help everyone get better. And I think I did that. I think I helped three or four guys improve their mental aspect to, uh, to understand themselves being physically better. And, you know, we all know that the, the game, we all physically are able to do the game. If we weren't physically able to do the game, we wouldn't even be here. But the mental part, is what keeps us around, you know, and grant, like you said, what that that channeling to yourself, talking to yourself, that's what kept you focused on, on the goal. And that's just is what it is here. It I tried to change them from being the militant uh spectrum. It's like, you know, it's like the coaches run everything. No matter what coaches run everything. And I try to tell some players through my interpreter that if you're at this level, you obviously can do you're obviously you're good enough to do something. You should be able to analyze the game and not have the coaches tell you every single part of the game. And that's what the part that, that a lot of the players in Japan don't fully understand. It's like the coach has to tell me to do something, so I do it. It's instead of like, well, read the damn swing. The guy's late. Damn. Yeah. You should, I mean, read it. You can see it. Like I can yeah. see it. You can see it. Yeah. You know, we're watching Stop the same damn game. again, we all can watch two things. We all can watch the same thing but see two different things. And you know, I just try to help guys just understand that you have confidence in yourself. Understand that look, it, man, you get three strikes, especially offensive side. You get three strikes. You swing at the first pitch that bounced 50, 58 feet. Everybody in the crowd's gonna laugh, ha boo, or whatever. The coach is gonna be like, what the hell was you swinging at? So what? Strike one. You get two more strikes. Right. So step yourself back, take a deep breath, dig yourself back in the box. Don't be don't be afraid mm. to fail. Be afraid. To not be aggressive and be afraid right. when you take a cock shot. It's oh, oh, and, you, and you're not ready for a fastball right in the middle. You're afraid of that. And, you know, I just had, I took a group, a good group of guys who had career years, and I just told them, just trying to give them all the information I had, you know, and all the positivity I had. And I'd get on them too. Like, hey, man, they come back and they, hey, wh- why weren't you ready for that fastball? And then why weren't you ready to hit? Why weren't you ready to that? And, you know, I just tried to add a culture of, of uh, accountability, personal accountability, opposed yeah. to coaches telling you what to do. And just have some fun, man. It's a game. At the end of the day, it's a game. I get it. We make a lot of money. You're able to do a lot of things if you can stick around. People always talk about you know, all-athletes and millionaires, which we all know is the stupidest narrative I've ever heard. But if, if, you, if you're prepared, if you are having fun, these are the things that make this game so much more fun. But if you're shy... If you're timid, that's not good. That's not how you, that's not how you play baseball. That's just yeah. not how you do it because this is a game that, Hey, you, you know, again, you can have, and it's a turn the page game too. You're four for four one day over oh four with four strikeouts the next day, one for four with the game when they hit the next, the following day, two for four, oh for four. like you gotta be able to turn the page. And I, you know, I tried to do that with a lot of guys that had good games, bad games like, no, stay even kill, and ride the wave. Yeah. It's just stay even kill, Like, you know, like, like, you're on a, um, a paddle board that I can't ride.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so did you, uh, the way you were talking to these guys, now, were you speaking Japanese here? or A lot of these guys know a lot of English. How, how did you communicate with these guys, honestly?
2: A lot of it, obviously, was through an interpreter. And my okay. interpreter, I had the, the uh, they called the senpai, which is the high, the high-grade guy. And I had the oldest guy, the oldest uh, interpreter, Fuji, who is uh, 60, 64 now. Some bitch got COVID, almost pneumonia. Some bitch was laying on his day bed, shit during the season. I'm sitting there texting, "Are you are you alive, you son of a bitch?" And like, I just he told me, he he always told me, he said, "I kept him young," which was good because my attitude is my attitude was very positive. He's like, "Man, he's like, you kept me young, you checked on me, you know, I really appreciate that." And he was able to understand. He got to learn my personality, opposed to just just translate this word. He got to understand my personality and how to what I'm trying to to get across what I'm really trying to say, opposed to like work on this. It's like he tried to get understood what I'm trying to get across to translate to say, okay, this is what he's trying to tell you to do and trying to implement. And uh he was great at it. And a lot of the players just, just took heed to it. And you know, I just didn't talk to the pitcher, I mean to the position players. I try to talk to the pitchers, obviously, but again. The Japanese way is very, very strict. No matter what, they are very, very strict. Mm. And one of the, our star pitchers, Yamamoto, uh, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, he will be on the radars in a few years. They're saying at this age, he's better than Tanaka uh-huh. at his age, 23. Yeah, And he went 18 and 5 with a 1-3. And well, uh, I told him, ahead. I said, I, like, everybody, when when men get on base over there, no matter what they slide step. no matter what. And we all know, I mean, you're, you guys are pitchers. I face a lot of pitchers in my life. When you slide step, you lose something. Doesn't matter what it, is, you lose something. Yeah. And I loved it when pitcher slice up. So over here, I loved it when it slide step, you're not going to throw it's 94, 95. You're going to throw 90, 91. You're, nothing's going to be as good. And I tried to tell him, I said, look, when you get a big guy, when you get somebody on second base who's not a threat to steal third, and you get a guy on third base, no matter who's on third base, go to your leg kick. You will gain more power. So whenever somebody again, he had a one three nine, so not many people got to second and third base on him. Yeah. But whenever he did, if they not a speed guy, he would use his full. He would use his full leg kick in the stretch, and he oh. maintained all his power. And I'm like, dude, that's gonna be that's American style pitching. I try to teach him and tell him things that are American because his talent is is going to America. Like you Got can him. you can tell. Not many players here can even cut it in double A, but his talent is going to America. And I just try to tell him some things that are going to be beneficial for American baseball. And I told him when he went to the Olympics with Team Japan, talk to Tanaka, mm. get take all the information yeah. you can from him because he pitched in the biggest city, in the biggest market, New York everything he did was scrutinized so if you can already get the knowledge from myself and then from tanaka who's actually been there and uh can understand the cultural difference then you're you're halfway there because it's not hey, plays
0: and just just on that too and you talked about the cultural difference and being strict and the coaches sort of run the way their players do that i mean you always hear that about you know japanese players and and there's good and bad to that i guess but the, you, you're Maguchi, right he he played in the big leagues did do you, do you think that helped yeah. with you having a voice and because he knew the way things happen in the big leagues?
2: I, 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 no, I think I think it's yes and no. Like Taguchi had he understood the Western ways, but at the same time, still was work, yeah, work, work. It.
0: Gotcha. You know,
2: it's late in the season. Like we're we're talking August, September, and it's still work, work, work. Me, I'm looking at him like these guys are starting to get tired. Like just. Based on workload, and again, we both played. We all three played in the major leagues. You see the workload as August and September, especially July. So as soon as it gets hot, the workload just just cuts in half. The the long toss, the shaggy, the ground balls, every the batting practice, everything gets cut. Just just a little bit less. You don't need to hit for fifteen minutes. Then you hit for twelve. Then you hit for ten. Then you take September. You just hit in the cage so you can preserve all your energy here. Shit! It's full batting practice, full infield, full everything every single day, no matter what. These guys Adam, are out there Adam, taking is, is 100, that, 200 ground balls.
0: Is that something you would speak up and say, walk in the manager's office, or would you walk in there and say, "Hey, man, we need to chill out"? Or there's no way, no, even <laughs> even a guy like you wouldn't do that.
2: That, that that's not negotiable. Those those <laughs> those things are not negotiable. But right. I mean, for the Japanese player, for me, me and the trainer, like the strength guys. I told them when I got there, like, I'm not taking fucking infield. I know yeah. where to throw the ball. I'm not going to take – I'm not going to shag and then take a fucking infield. Like, just be honest with yourself. the shagging is the damn infield. Because I'm shagging, I'm throwing the ball to the bases. I don't need to shag and then come in infield. If you don't know where to throw the ball, you're an idiot. Okay? Yeah. Why are you at this level? Yeah, if you um, want me to throw balls in September. <laughs> exactly. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. But their players are militant. Like, they – and yeah. they're exhausted too, but they won't ever say nothing. And, you know, you can tell, again, most of their players, again, they think that they, you know, more work is better. But again, most of their players wouldn't play in double AA, A, triple A in America. So they got to do more. I guess that's their hard, you know, that's their culture. Do more hard work if you work longer hours. Like in the workplace, I got other friends in the workplace. If you work 14 hours, you look like you're doing more than others. Or if you fall asleep at your desk, you look like you're working hard. Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, that as we stupid, know, man. less you less know less
3: is more. Yeah, as we know, le- less is more, and you and you understand, you know, when you show up to the field every day, different months, you got different routines, and they and they fluctuate as the year goes along. Like like you said, you know, you you come in, you, you need to spend more time doing this or that, but less time here, less time there. You you just trying to stay healthy, stay out on that field, and, and do what you got to do. But it sounds like yeah, those guys have just been just being drilled with work, 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 work. So uh, definitely a different culture over there.
2: It's the culture, yeah. And the
3: culture's pushing. I want to know the uh, batting practice. I remember going over there and and, uh, starting the year. We played Seattle um, as Ichiro was there and we was with Oakland. So we had the season opener. I got to experience a little bit of the Japanese culture over there. And uh, I saw that double barrel. I saw those two cages go up. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? And, uh, and there it was just rapid fire left and right. And I was kind of curious how you, uh, adjusted to that.
2: <laughs> uh, it, it was the weirdest thing you get, you get 10 minutes with the lefty, 10 minutes with the righty. And I'm just sitting there like, <laughs> what in the, what, like just like
3: back those sliders. <laughs> what
2: what, what, in the, what in the hell is this? You know, Yeah. what is this thing? But then on the on the road, on the road, you don't get it. You don't get it. And then they cut your batting practice short. I'm just sitting there, the whole time, it's like, what, what, what is this? It makes it different, in the, it's not, that's not even the worst part. The worst part is that they put a net up in center field. So it's hard to shag in center field. Oh, yeah. They put a net up in center field for the pitchers to throw. So when after you stretch, the pitchers throw long ways like like how you run poles, they throw yeah. that way. Gotcha. Instead of on the pole on the sideline throwing, they throw always. ways. And I'm sitting there looking at like uh. this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen <laughs> on a baseball field. Yeah, yeah. Like this is so then so like you have to wait until the pitchers are finished to go to hit. Yeah. And you know, the pitchers again, you guys, you guys take it take your time. Get your arms loose, play long toss. And, and I'm just like, this is the dumbest shit. Why don't you guys throw on the side? Yeah, I, yeah. Again, Japanese style. They they have their cultures. You can't, you can't knock the, the way they do things. But I'm just like, what the hell is going on? And again, obviously, I got to learn to just adapt to it and, and go along with it. And I'm just like, again, this is, you know, they again, they just do things differently. And they don't change. There's no, I think out of the whole year, we had one show in Go Day. And out of that show, that was a Sunday show and go day the entire season and players were there, you know, it was a day game players were there at eight, 30, nine o'clock. I'm like, Bro, what? I'm showing up at 11.
1: So but, but again,
2: it's not, it's not a family, it's not a family oriented or, or thing where, you know, you want to bring your kids onto the field, your wife, you want your wife and kids to be in the stands yeah. here. I, I think my wife says she's seen uh, another family, you know, maybe three or four times all season. And I'm like, oh, wow. damn, like, like, seriously? Your family don't come support you? Like, Yeah, that's different.
3: You know? Okay, so you you mentioned in um, – yeah, just a totally different culture there, the, the, the fans. you end up fans there? Uh, like you said the families weren't coming around, but was there a lot of fans there, or did they – they got rid of fans for 2020 as well, and you just had fans last year, same as the States?
2: Well, 2020, we got uh, – we were able to start getting fans at the last maybe 40, 40 50 games of the season – at, you know, 25% capacity, so it was cool to uh, get some fans. This year, it was about 35%, uh, 40% early in the season, but we ultimately finished the season, I believe, at, like, 85%, uh, I think, for the finals, uh-huh. the the, climb, the playoffs, the Climax Series, and the uh, the Japan Series, I think we were able to get 30, 85%, and it, was, it felt great, like, to be able to like go out there, being introduced before the Japan series, honestly, it was it was it was great. It was terrific because awesome. you know we didn't we didn't have that. I, that was and again that was another thing that I was banking on because I've always known you know playing against Japan in the WBC, I've always known their fans to be very vocal, very exciting, and you know watching the games and watching them through friends that have played here, they said these fans are rowdy and they're awesome. And then again, getting here and then just shut down. It kind of yeah. just you know again through it through it a loop into <laughs> just the passion of, of baseball that we that we you know go out there and want to play with. And again, it, I know the MLB MLB definitely was tough because all those guys are used to always have fans. It definitely was tough here because everybody. It's just I think it was just COVID just sucked for everybody. And yeah, no matter them. the profession you did, I think it just sucked for everybody unless you're in business of just making money off, you know, again, like Zooms and all this other stuff. Yeah. It, it worked perfectly for you. But yeah. it, for the entertainment business, for uh, travel business, airlines, I think it just, it just sucked.
0: Hey, yeah. um, I just want to go back real quick. At the end of 2019, you finished up with the D-backs. You had a good year too. And you signed late, you know, I think you signed in March, right? That, that one-year deal. Yeah. yeah. With the D-backs. So after that year, before you went to Japan, so you were talking to teams how did all this come about to go to Japan? Because, I mean, you know, shit, you're 34 frigging years old. You've had a stellar career. You're in that veteran, you know, type, you're that veteran-type presence. So, what was going on in that offseason get get you to
2: where you were in Japan? Well, I, at the, there was the GM meetings and then the winter meetings. And I asked my agent just to, you know, obviously we were coming off of a nice contract in Baltimore. And then I signed late, had a good year in, in 18 in Baltimore. And then – um you know, I, I think I had a solid year, in, not a great year, but a solid year in, in nineteen. I just told my agent, like, look, if I if it took me to sign in March thirteenth of two thousand nineteen, um, what would this year look like? You know, what would it would look like? I just have to go into the mid season to sign or something like that. And I just asked him to go talk to all the talk to all the GMs and just say just like just give an honest truth, like as of now, would anybody have any appetite? And we got it back basically the same answers from everybody is, you know, hey, just wait it out and we'll see. And, you know, me wanting to play, it's either, you know, that wait it out could could be I don't have a job. And as you've seen over the last five, six years, a lot of guys have been frozen out. A lot of older guys have been weeded out. And, you know, I didn't want to be that guy. Again, it sucked ass signing March 13th when I was like, I'm in shape, I'm healthy, I have a lot to offer. Uh, these teams. I'm 34 years old. I just proved I can play 150 games. I mean, I, I'm like I'm available, and you know, sometimes teams like guys that uh, play 120 games, 110 games, 100 games. You know, I, I that's not. I'm not brass to sign those guys. I just knew that what I can bring to the team positivity. You know, a leader, a guy that that posts up and is always available. Uh, you, and there was never a question about my availability. Availability in my entire career. And, uh, you know, again, maybe things I've said about MLB or two MLB probably brought people the wrong way, but that's not my problem. Um, and, you know, I just asked my age again, what's, you know, I was harping on them. What's this, what's this, uh, what's what's the case going on with everybody? And, you know, again, the consensus was, you know, just waited it out. And then Japan called and said, well, we have one year, three off, three offer. And I'm like, oh, that sounds, that sounds cool. Japan is cool to get some interest. And I just, again, for the next week, just keep kept harping on my agent. And he said, Japan came back at two, seven. And I said, well, shit. You're talking about, I mean, two year guarantee. It's a guarantee. Yeah. yeah. Like, and still in my mind, I was like, I know I can get a job here. I know I can get a job in MLB. And then, then we worked out a deal, it was two, eight. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> hey, it looks like, it looks, and then I just, just start talking to myself. And trust me, it wasn't easy because I'll you know, I still, had, I still had – I still had an ego. I still had the, just the mindset that, like, I'm a major league player. I've been here for 13 years. Now you're going to tell me that I can't do this anymore because oh. of what I said away from here. And there's, mm-hmm. I still can. I still have proven that I can play and healthy, which, again, health is not the most important thing in baseball anymore or for signing. And, you know, I just I just said, you know what, fuck it. I, I'm going to yeah. do whatever I want to do. I don't need y'all. I'm, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. I don't need your employment. I got my pension. I made some money. I Let me just go do whatever I want to do. And uh, yeah. it was a great decision, to be honest with yourself. I think I just wouldn't I probably wouldn't have gotten a job. And although I know I could have played, I probably wouldn't have got a job and, you know, probably would have been, you know, sad, depressed, drinking myself or doing whatever that, you know – yeah. you, when you're forced out the game, it sucks. When you can yeah. leave on your own, you're able to plan out your life. You're, there's a lot of guys that have just been forced out the game in the last – Four yeah. or five years that it's like should have jobs, and I get it. You want to you want to go with the young guy. You respect it. I was a young guy that pushed out some of the older guys. I get that. But at the same time, you need the older guys to teach these young guys how to be professionals. You have a lot of guys, these young guys, that don't know how to be a fucking professional. They just yeah. think that oh well, I'm in the major leagues. I, I'm gonna go. I'm Louis Vuitton t-shirts and stupid shit like this. And that's not that's not how you be a professional. It's it's a yeah. complete. It's a lifestyle. It's a it, I mean it's an honor. And you know, you see yeah. it, some of these guys don't really respect that yet. And you know, you need those older guys. Like I like from Seattle, I had Moyer, I had uh Carl Everett, Matt Lawton, there's yeah. Carlos Guillen there in spring trainings. Yeah. We still had Macklemore, Lamore, Dan Wilson, uh I was at Ichiro was there, Rowley is one of the greatest yeah. human beings on planet Earth. Like yeah. you you don't have those guys anymore. You just don't. You don't have the 36, 37-year-old guys that teach these young guys to how to be a professional, how to approach this life because this lifestyle, it's great. It's unbelievable. But also, there's so many different pressures that come with it that these young guys, they just allude to it, especially with the social media era. You know, you got this guy telling you the greatest guy and then the next day telling you you suck because you're 0 for 4 and didn't get a hit for his fantasy. Team. Right. And it's like... You know, there's so many intricacies that you need these older guys that can help alleviate some of these stresses for the younger guys. And you know, I guess I just wasn't one of the guys that uh that fit that build. But there's other guys that fit that build of, you know, veteran presence and all that kind of shit. And I guess I just wasn't one of the guys that fit that, which uh highly respected guy, but I, well, mean, business. I got no
3: definitely you definitely uh have the credentials here. I mean, hey. You've only got to look at your numbers, and then uh, you can tell. We're sitting here talking for about an hour now, and obviously, you know the game in and out. You've experienced so much, so I I can't see why there's not one of the GMs out of thirty out there that would think, "Hey, Adam Jones is going to be a good mentor for me this year." Where where does it where does it lie now? You say you still want to keep playing. Would you want to pursue the career in Japan, or you know, coming back to the states is Something that if the opportunity arises, you would definitely take it.
2: Well, I mean, I would love to continue playing. Uh, My kids are seven and five, and they're starting to really get interested in baseball and interested in me playing. They were really um, interested in the team this year because we were winning and all that kind of thing that they were focused on watching our games every night. It's kind of 50-50. If the team is interested, cool. If they're not, I don't give a shit. Yeah. It's it's kind of it's that you know. I am going to keep make, keep myself in shape, keep myself ready um to go, but if 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 I don't have a job or something like that, then you know, no interest, then I'm not, I'm not going to stress over it, you know. You
3: seem um, like a guy with a lot of passion and you you need someone yeah. you want you want to have someone that wants you. No matter who signs you. If they have that presence no matter who it is and they want you, you you're the guy that's going to go out there, you're going to give them 100%. You're going to give them everything you got. Because that's just the guy you are. You can tell you, you play with the passion. You love this game, but at the same time, if they're not feeling that, if there's not, if you're not getting that offer, you don't want to just go out there to go out there because that's not you. That's not how you're going to perform. You you got to feel wanted. You know, I think that's a big part of it. Hundred
2: percent. And I'm not, and again, I'm not gonna. I'm not stressed out over no. over it anymore. I was stressed out. You know, going after going into nineteen offseason. Yeah. One of the early parts of the 20th season, I was stressed out. Like, man, you know, what do I need to do to, pr- to prove uh, to prove these teams that I'm ready? And, you know, there was always a consensus of what a great guy he is. He's a nice guy. But if he's a great guy, then why don't you want to sign him? But mm-hmm. why would, why, If he's such, why did you want to sign him? You yeah. know, what was, what were, I always want to know, what were my red flags? Like, you know, was it was it because, you know, I started to speak up? Is that it? Is that something that you don't like? Because we see it now whenever, you know, majority of athletes that speak up about anything are black. That just is what it is. Right. You know, majority of the white players never speak up because these things don't affect them. It just, yeah. it just doesn't yeah. socially affect them. That just yeah. is what it is. And that's, it, it's, it's a, a big American problem. And it's starting to, I'm starting to read stuff is starting to become a problem in Australia also. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, it's mainly a big American problem. And, when black athletes speak up, you all know, you get to the consensus, just shut up and do whatever you whatever sports you're playing. You don't know anything. But I can tell and we can tell we can talk about it, that. We probably purchased our, our first homes in our 20s. Yeah. How many Americans doesn't matter the color? Right. How many Americans have purchased their first home in their 20s? Not many. Most yeah. people purchase their homes in their 30s. So you mean to tell me that I don't know about this kind of home purchasing process? I don't know okay. about this. Like it's like we our lives are expedited.
3: Yeah, we grew up quickly. We grew up fast. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Like we've already reached pensions. These guys are the most majority of, of the society is gonna have to work
3: so 60 all the way to
2: their what, 60, 60, to reach yeah. their pensions. I've reached my pension already.
3: Yeah.
2: Like you, you mean that person that person knows more than me about pensions? It's you know, yeah. they're working every single day. No, and like, it's like our lives are expedited. Whenever yeah. Black athletes talk, it doesn't matter the sport. Whenever we speak up, it is always criticized by society, the sports society, which is majority white, no matter how you try and box it around. majority. I've been to so many different football games, football and soccer, basketball. Like, I've been to so many sports, hockey so many sport events and the majority of people are white. It just is what it is. Right. You know, yeah. Granderson came out with an article the other day. I think it was written last, last year or something, but it was talking about him in the, in the, uh, the players, the players Alliance. And he said, you know, when he was with the Detroit Tigers in 06, him, him and the, and the black players would look in the stands and see if they could find black fans yeah. so they could throw the ball to, because they know that this yeah. is not a, 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 a often occurrence for them. And like, but when you say that fans would be like, Oh no, that's bull. How can you tell me what I see? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. You can't tell me what I see. And, you know, that's the part that sports, um you keep politics out of sports, which sports have always had politics in it. No matter, you can go before Jackie Robinson, you can go all the way to, you know, the dead ball era, Babe Ruth and uh, Cap Anson and Shoeless Joe Jackson. There was still politics in baseball back then. So, you know, but people just don't, people just want what they want without, Interference, and you know, black athletes like I grew up in the hood. LeBron James grew up in the hood. You mean to tell me that LeBron James doesn't know about the inner city problems when he grew up in it? Just because he's a billion dollar athlete now, that that does not erase anything that he endured as a kid. Because that's what you remember the most. It's great that you remember getting on a private jet and going somewhere, but you remember not having, you maybe getting one or two pair of shoes a year for Christmas. That's what you remember the most. It's not about your new closet now with all the shoes stacked up. You remember the struggle. And fans think that since we are successful and all that financially capable and all that stuff, that we just lost it. It's like that's the big that's the one of the dumbest things fans think that they can stab over us, which I never I never allowed. I always call it out and call the bullshit on it because I know the truth about it.
0: Is that something you're obviously passionate about with kids, you know, black athletes. Getting involved in baseball as opposed to other sports, how do you get? Because it has been it has diminished, right? You just don't see the same amount. Even back, you know, right. two thousand one, I came over rookie sure. ball, and you had these frigging studs, like, and, and a lot of them, like, a lot of black players who I play with, man, they were absolute studs. But it started to de- yeah. diminish, I'm like six, right? It, what 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 do you have to do in your opinion to get them back into the game? It, whether it be interested or whatever, whatever it is to, to get that again, because they are so like this such good athletes, obviously, and baseball
2: needs
1: it.
2: I've been asked this question. I think it's one of the hardest things to ever answer. Um, I think my answer is it's something that I seen in high school. I knew a lot of really good athletes that could play baseball, but would rather because baseball in America is at the same time as track. And okay. my high school the popular sport was at that time when baseball was going on the spring, the popular sport was track because all the football players and all the girls ran track. And if you had any, if you were fast or do anything, you ran track. You yeah. didn't, you didn't come and go play baseball because our baseball team, and the crazy part is all my four years, the baseball team was good. Yeah. And I'm sitting there like, why wouldn't you want to come play? Our team is good, but it wasn't popular. Only people that came to the games was the girlfriends and the parents. That was it. It wasn't like the football games where everybody comes to the game, the basketball game, everybody comes. It wasn't popular. And I've told so many of my friends, at, you know, later on in life, they're like, oh, man, I should have stuck with basketball. I was looking at them like, you're a stupid shit. Stop telling me you should have stuck with, with, with should stuck with baseball. Stop telling me that. You knew you should, but you wanted to be popular. You wanted to be around the girls. And yeah. if you watch ESPN, ESPN2, TNT, you know, anything you watch, and if it's not MLB Network, it's there's no baseball. Yeah, right. And, yeah. you know, you you can watch that First Take tomorrow. You can watch Get Up. You can watch all these shows that they have. They, they Even in the middle of the baseball season, all-star break with nothing else is going on, mm-hmm. they're still talking about football. They're still talking yeah. about basketball. Yeah. They, these are the sports that just take over our news waves. And I get it. Football is a $40 billion business. Basketball, I don't know the, the numbers on it, but it's a huge business. Yeah. But they take over all the airwaves. Baseball just gets the blip note. Okay, Otani did this. And that's it. That's it. Pretty much. That's pretty much it. The last it has been twenty twenty one. It's been Otani or nothing. No one cares. Trout's been hurt, so it's about Otani. No one cares. And then, and then you get the the September playoff race. That's all you get. And then you get a little bit about the World Series. You know, baseball tonight comes back and just things are there. But if you're not watching MLB Network, you're not right. getting any baseball information. So that's why I think the players' yeah. lines were so great because they were out on social media, they were out on these. I mean, all these different hashtags to where you can get the information. But I, it's just it's it's about being on TV. And you know, yeah. I cut my TV on any day, and you turn on the Sports Center, and it's the Lakers. It's the name. It's just basketball or football. You see the Brady, Rogers, Mahomes, Mm -hmm. LeBron, uh, KD, Kyrie. It's it's you know Steph Curry. It's like these are the guys that they just 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 talk about so so much. And you know, best you don't hear Juan Soto. You don't hear his name. It's it's just how it's just the media. The media. I, I guess I mean whatever the clicks that they get, they generate. That is what they go on. And baseball, just I, I mean, I just can speak on what I think that it just does not generate as much interest to the American public for some odd reason, which it should because people love baseball. Yeah. Just, sorry, just on
0: that. that too, you you make a great point, man. When in the nineties, you know, Ken Griffey Jr. I was growing up in Australia. If you even yeah. if you didn't play baseball, he transpired past kids who are interested in baseball man and this is pre-internet you know i'm not trying to age myself here but it was dude i knew who he was i knew what he looked like i knew the, the backwards hat everything he did and even friends i had at school who had, knew nothing about baseball knew exactly who the dude was and i think even whether it be you know the athletes doesn't matter what color baseball doesn't have that iconic lebron james or that that you know, yeah, whatever sport they just don't I mean, seem to have that at all.
3: I, I feel like they have the guy in Mookie Betts. They just don't promote him well enough. They're, they're, they 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 need to do a better job of promoting their players. I remember being in the game obviously when I was in the game. wasn't that long ago, and they are always talking about we need to promote these guys. Trout, we need to get them out there. They started doing Subway. Um, advertising and things like that, you know, with CC Sabathier and, and like you said, Mike Trout, but Mookie Betts, the superstar that he is, Dude. he should be all over the place, just like LeBron James, just like, you know, any other guys in football. I mean, they need to get him out there and reach more and more kids. I know they have Boys and Girls Club, things like that, but there just has to be more. He's just got to be – he's got to be, yeah. be everywhere. He's got to be everywhere. He's got to be on billboards. He's got to be all over the place. And I just feel like they need to do a better job of that. They do a great job, but they've kind of lost it in other areas, yeah. Marketing their players. And, and I've
2: said this a long time, ago. Mookie, Mookie is one guy that should have been the face, of the, the face of the league. Again, Trout is the best player in the league. We all can agree to that. He's phenomenal. The guy is just – I mean, shit. When he came up to the plate, I wanted to go and sit in the stands and order myself a (laughs) beer and some nachos, my damn self and watch it. Okay, I didn't want to. I didn't even want to sit in center field. But he doesn't want that. He wants to go and hunt and go kill a deer and or some foxes, or some ducks, whatever he wants to do. That's what he wants to do. That he—that's his life. That's his person. But it's also his personality. He's not the—he's not the outspoken guy. He's the hey man. I'm from—I'm from a small town here. I just want to go. I'm good at baseball. I just want to go kill something. (laughs) I <laughs> you know, mean, we all play. We all play with guys like that. Play with yeah. Mark Marquez is, Mark oh, is yeah. one of the one of the best guys, sweetest guys I've ever been around. He just wants to go shoot something. Like baseball yeah, is right. awesome. <laughs> it's great. After the game, during the game, I just want to go shoot something. Something. I seen a bear across my camera and a deer following him. I, I want to go shoot these some bitches, you know. But then yeah, you got guys like Betts, <laughs> Soto, yeah. Tatis. I mean, I think they're doing. They're starting to do a better job with Tatis. To, but yeah. Tatis Junior has taken his. It's taking his level to the national stage to where now MLB is like, oh, oh shit, he's, he's, he's going on the national stage, but he's not with us. Like, let me start to, to, to dig into and, and get his, his notoriety. But you should already be jumping on this stuff. Like yeah. the next guy is Wander Franco. Jump on this stuff before oh, yeah. the kid becomes a superstar sure. and is going and doing these T-Mobile commercials. These are national uh, things. Jump on them so that you, you have the access to them before all this stuff. But again, MLB just—that's just they. That's—I think that's one of the things that they lack in is the marketing, and you know Definitely. the players are off for it. You know, I get it; it's time-consuming. Oh, yeah. We have games every day, football and basketball. They have off days to where they can do all these different things. But th- these are just excuses they try to make for us because baseball players—they all want to. They all want to do it if, if you mm-hmm.
3: give them. I mean, yeah.
2: And if, if you pay for it, and mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, ain't you know, a damn thing free. But MLB, we be with you, we're talking about billionaires.
3: I mean, yeah.
2: Let's like do it. You know what I mean? Like you play with Longo. Longo is one of the guys who should have been all over national commercials. Uh, you know, like Machado. Machado should have been all over, should be all over na- national commercials. You got a lot of guys that should be like bigger yeah. things. But you you see, you know, with State Farm, you see Chris Paul, Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes. My own, uh, Chris Paul's kids, like, yeah. but you but you can't get a baseball player to do that. You can't get not one. There's not one baseball player with star power to, to be able to, to be able to be in in, in that thing. You, there's not one. Like, yeah, it's just I, I've always tackled that. Like you should you should market these guys because they're so marketable, and especially when you have the Latin community, especially being on the East Coast with New yeah. York, with New York's market. And especially in the la and san diego's market of the history you got the hispanics texas's market with his, with the hispanics like when you go to games down there you, there's there's spanish being spoken and like it or not a lot of people speak spanish in america and a lot of people yeah. speak Spanish play baseball these are markets that you can you can go to because yeah. games are televised in venezuela mexico dominican colombia panama games are televised down there if you get some of the Latin guys involved, you can also broaden the game. You can, it, it, it doesn't just take, you know, a player going down there to do a camp or do something down there to bring awareness to the game. It should be, it's on TV. Like in Japan, everybody watches Otani's games. Right. I mean, like, it's like locked in. When Kakuchi's pitching, okay, cool. When Miami's pitching, it's cool. People locked in. But when Otani's playing, yeah. my whole our clubhouse is just like focused, locked in. And mm. it's, like it's great to see because that means that he's such an inspiration to this entire country and play and like it just makes players want to play baseball like you see each row 48 year old ass going out and hitting batting practice uh, <laughs> yeah Catch the other the other day out there and exactly but he was hitting yeah, batting exactly. practice out here in japan right. and like, like like that's that's what inspires these 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 dudes and again i get america's is, is basketball football baseball but it's obviously football basketball first i get that but baseball is our national pastime. Baseball is our longest sport. That's what you know. We should we should get back to that. And you,
0: make a, you, make point, you, you make a you make a great point, man. You make you make a great point, man. Jump on, on these guys early. I mean, you see that in different sports. I mean, even you know, obviously LeBron was just going to be an absolute superstar. But you can identify who's going to be the dude. And jumping on right. them early and then start to bring them up. Wanda Franco is, is a great example. Hey, I want to go back, and I don't want to take too much of your time. I know you're sitting there overlooking the ocean. I don't want to be stuck here talking about, yeah, baseball, whatever else. But right now, MLB is in a lockout, right? And you've obviously been in Japan the last two years, so you're kind of looking at it from afar. But I, I know – I didn't even have to ask you this. You're still you know, involved with knowing what's going on and everything else like that. What, sure. What what do you feel like, a couple things, not just with the lockout, but what is MLB, we've just talked about some of the marketing stuff, but w- what, what needs fixing, do you think, in the game? You hear about all these rules, bigger bases, robo-arms, all this kind of stuff, but in your opinion, what do you think baseball needs, especially being in a different culture, doing it in Japan?
2: Uh, baseball, and just like other sports, it's human error. Has always been a part of officiating. Yeah. Yep. Instant replay has been implemented into all sports now to get the call right. Hopefully. Um, I just think that it's the out, to me, it's in today's game, you have so much outside noise when it comes to the analytical departments, mm-hmm. when it comes to just fans that and I get it, the social media era and, and data, data has always been a part of the game, but we're in an era of uh, a data-driven yeah. society. Everything is just data, 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 which means that you know, if you put X right here, Y and Z should be taken care of, which we all know. Again, if you read the damn swing, if you're able to read the play, you would know you know, even if even if a guy's throwing ninety six, ninety seven, he might turn that shit around. He might be late. He might turn that shit around. Whereas the guy throws a slider and you're over here, and then he hits over here? Like these are things. It's like I think I think it needs to get back to. Um, it needs to get back to former players in the in the in the analytical world. I think they need to. There needs to be that bridge. Some teams are so analytically, analytically driven that they forget that the game is still being played by humans, opposed to a damn computer. No, hundred percent. People always say that you know these old school guys are they don't like analytics. That's such bullshit. Yeah. These guys love data, but again, they also watch the damn swing. Mm-hmm. If you ain't played baseball, you can't tell me this guy's swing is this way. I read people's tweets. Oh, his swing is this. For quarterbacks that don't, how the fuck do you know? Have you ever seen a quarterback? Quarterback is 6'5, six, six, You ever seen the guy he tries to throw over? He's six eight. Yeah, right. Oh, the guy was wide open right there. Yeah, because your camera angle was talking 5'25, the whole field. Yeah. It's easy to see the shit when you're on TV. That shit's easy. Now, be no, behind man. the quarterback. Like for, for a guy like Drew Brees to, to be successful, he has, that's the reason that he has to be one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. Because he's six foot and was watching and was sh- seeing shit that nobody else seen. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Adam, because just, Peyton just Manning, a... John Elway, all them dudes, Tom Brady, they all see because they're six five, six six. They all see that shit. So I just think it needs to get back to human element mixed with some analytics. Uh, yeah. I, I I can't agree. Middle ground,
3: you. just like the collective yeah. bottom agreement.
0: But Adam, you you alluded to it earlier a little bit when you talked about you're thirty four years old and some of these teams. You know, regardless of their opinion on you or, or anything off the field related but on the field you've got these teams that are ran by people who have never never played the game and there does have to be that 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 merging of guys who have played the game and guys who can you know read a data sheet and everything else because I still feel like and you, you alluded to it you're 33 34 years old you can do some of these intangibles that these guys who have never played, They want to see that 22, that cheap minimum salary, 22, 23-year-old kid who on paper says, oh, well, he has this exit velo, this launch angle, this blah, 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 this spin rate. Yeah, but I'm seeing the same shit I see with pitching. Guys just cannot compete pitching-wise. And then you watch them in their bullpen sessions, and they're sitting there checking the iPad after every single pitch. It's like, dude, no, 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 get back to actually
2: pitching. Exactly. You should be able to put that ball – I mean, I mean that's, we want to throw the fastball down the way. We all do, okay? That's that, That's the hardest pitch to hit is the fastball down the way from here. It's just not how it works. And, you know, now with this track man and you got all these different – everybody, so many hitting coaches, pitching coaches, every time you throw a pitch, I need to see the extension. I need to see the follow-through. Can I see the the spin rate? Look, I'm going to tell you the spin rate. You can throw the best pitch in the world, and that shit gets hit 450 feet. How was that damn spin rate? Does it matter? All these kids are focused on exit velocity. Does it matter? I, I still have had, I still to this day have the lowest exit velocity home run in the stat cast area. So what the hell does that mean? That means my bat speed was strong was quick enough and I caught the ball at a right angle. Who gives a shit? I hit the ball at the like damn park. And now I say, oh, uh, Aaron, Aaron Judge hit the hardest ground hit the hardest ball in the stat cast area. It was an out. The hardest ball he hit in the whole stack was an out. Who gives a shit? I'd rather have a chinker <laughs> off my knuckles, bleed it right over the first base and say, that's a bullet no. in the hooks, then hit an absolute rocket, and you come in the dugout and be like, oh, man, hey, good swing. Good swing my ass. That wasn't a good <laughs> enough swing. Right. But yeah. that's analytical. Oh, oh, you hit the ball. Your, your batting average, if the defense wasn't right there, would be, what the fuck does that mean? Like, If, if he wasn't, he was there. So what does that mean? I don't care about bat dip. I don't care like no, no, what's the other one? Uh like they have these exit velocities and all these X XOBP if, if ballparks, if you hitting the Yankees. Yeah, yeah. If, if, if 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 gives a chance for nerds to never play to have a role. If 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 it didn't happen, okay, I hit the ball to the warning track in uh in in deep left center field in the new Ballpark in uh, Arlington, it would have been a home run in Camden. Well, motherfucker, I didn't hit it in Camden. So yeah, what the fuck does it matter? I hit a ball to deep center, absolutely. deep right center, at Safeco. He, Hannigan caught it. If I was in Baltimore, it would have been home run. Well, I didn't hit it in Baltimore, so some bitch was out. Are you gonna give me a home run based on? Or are you gonna just say are you gonna and after the season you're gonna put it in parentheses? I had you know thirty home runs, but could have had forty two. No. My numbers are going to be what they are. So it's like, I get it. I get it. Everybody yeah. has a role now, but just call it shit for what it is. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Man. If if, if Griffey played at this ballpark, he would have – if A-Rock played New York his whole career, if a played in Texas, if this if Trout didn't play in, in, in Anaheim, would he be in the playoffs? Who well, the hell No. He plays where he plays, so therefore right. you call a spade a spade. They're trying to call a spade a diamond when you can't do that. This can't yeah, right. just that. It, it's black and white. They wanna, they want, they're trying to figure out gray. It's black and white. I don't give a damn that so, you know, you got guys." Yeah, the guy had a six ERA, but well, he was a, a part of bad luck and uh, yeah, bad luck. I mean, some bitch. He, he, well, he, he <laughs> threw the ball over the plate and they, and they hit that uh, shit. Yeah, sorry. Hey
1: you,
3: hey, you got a six. You got a six. I mean, hey, I give it to you if it, if, you, if you threw ten innings and you had a six. All right, I'm not gonna judge you off of 10 innings, okay. but if when you play a whole season and you had a six, damn you had sixty outings, you better figure it out. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's kind of hey, I, yeah. I seen some
2: pitchers getting six, six, seven million and had a six last year. And I'm like, I I mean, didn't get six, seven million. We, because we they had a six, we just, but they're they're their uh, Sierra Sierra was four. I Dude, mean, I'm forty-four and last I'm last, I'm about to go get shoulder
3: last surgery last in two weeks. Uh, and I'm thinking about making a comeback Adam because I'm I'm seeing some of these contracts. For guys that, you know, the numbers I had to put up to get paid. And I'm seeing guys making that that, that throw up a five. And it's like, well, you know, we'll give him 12 million. We'll give him a shot here. You know, because you should have should have probably been a three. I'm like, hang on a second.
2: And then they say he might he might revitalize himself like his 2016 form. Hey, nobody revitalized themselves yeah. in 2016. Okay. You know how long ago that was? Yeah.
3: And and, so long, and and another Appreciate point that. here is too there is so much money in this game now if someone said to you we can't give adam jones four or five million dollars to come over here and play uh still hitting 16 to 20 homers a year driving in you know 70 rbis i mean there there's big numbers being paid for those kind of numbers that you put up i mean that guys are making I, silly I've numbers so. guy bro i mean we know the minimums yeah, around 570 here, now. Hey! hey but, and but there's Grano, so much money in this game. It's crazy.
0: I'm reading right here though. His BABIP was actually a little lower than league average. Therefore, no, I'm just, I'm just messing. Around. I get, I get nothing.
2: Yeah. But no, but hey, 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 that's how they go. The BABIP. He was a, he was a product of the shifts. He beat the shifts with some singles. And dude, put the, if you put the ball in play, it needs to be more emphasis on that. It's, it, it's emphasis on home runs, walks, and strikeouts. It needs to be emphasis when we came up. Put the ball in play. Like two strikes, I get it. Choke up, save your damn ego, put the ball in play. Now, guys are just two strikes. They're swinging like it's 3 0. And I get it. I get that's the name of the game. But, uh, but if you yeah. put the ball in play, you never know what you It's really hard to catch a ground ball. If you hit, it's still hard to catch a ground ball. Fly balls are easier. It's really hard to catch a ground ball. Put the ball in play, things happen. And that's one thing again, here in Japan, I implement. I, I just like, hey, first two strikes are yours, let it eat. After two strikes, it's a team at bat. Put the ball right. in play. You never know what got We won yeah.
1: so yeah. many games just by
2: guys putting the ball in play. Even if it feels weak, but made the defense try to make a play, and you might beat it out. And you can get air something. But put the ball in play, man. And that was always one thing that I took pride in, too. Choke up. Put the ball in play. All right.
0: Hey, Adam, listen. I'm not going to keep you. And uh... the sun's going to be up in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> buddy, yeah. I
1: know, All right, All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want to keep you. I just I want to do this quick 10 questions, rapid fire. It's just whatever there's at the top of your head. I'm gonna ask you 10 questions and then uh then I'll let you go, my man. I, I appreciate that. It's been a fun chat with you.
3: It's been good. Yeah, mate. Thanks, mate. Good on you. Appreciate it. Thanks for appreciate all the battles and keep me on top of my uh feet during the playing days. Cause it's always a fucking bitch. <laughs> always
0: always yeah. fun, man. Awesome. Thank you. Okay, we ready to go. All right, okay. What's the most memorable, biggest highlight of your entire career?
2: Winning the 2014 AL East. Okay.
0: Who'd you look up to as a kid?
2: Tony Gwynn. Tony Gwynn.
0: Okay. All right. One dude who you faced in your career who was absolutely nasty, who owned you, who's just worst that bad ever.
2: Besides me. <laughs> one, one guy that absolutely owned me, but I was the most comfortable at bat was John Danks, two for 36.
0: Damn, okay. Oh, damn. All right, all right okay, speaking of
2: that. Fucking change-ups you- oh. over to the stuff. Oh, yeah. Who to <laughs> I own? Uh, I hit well oh, off Verlander God. and Scherzer.
0: Okay. There you go.
2: All those guys, oh. I really – because they came after you. Like there was no BS in between
0: Matt and Moore right. too. Hey, hey, there's one dude who you own, by the way. I'll get to that in a second. Archer. What's Tanaka? Uh, no, I got, I got one dude just looking at it right here. Who? What's one thing about your career that you would you would take back? You wish you did differently?
2: Played a, played at shortstop. I wish I played short. Well, you that was with the Mariners,
0: right? They they moved you to the outfield, yeah. Yeah,
2: from Betancourt which i mean again it was the correct move but i love shortstop.
0: okay what's what's the uh what's the best advice you've ever get, given or something you would give a 16 17 year old
2: be confident in your ability
0: all right if I, eh, elaborate uh, uh, you, <laughs> what about i gave i gave the rules before this. Right. i'm like hey one, one word answer and then i'm like oh hey do you want to elaborate right.
1: the freaking thing well yeah.
2: be 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 confident in yourself because now with all these scouting things, like I was told I would never get past double A. I got 13-year major league career. I mean, there's so many different guys that are yeah. told, like, I'm like a he's, he's too short. Or like,
1: yeah, is there sure. somebody too
2: tall? Like, yeah, yeah, don't listen either. to listen to yourself. Know what you know know what you can do, man. Be confident in your own ability. Don't let these guys who, you know, I'll, you know, I had some fat ass scouts scout me saying you can't do this. You fat ass can't even walk upstairs without. Wanted a chili okay. cheese
1: dog. There Spare me that shit. Exactly.
3: <laughs> Believe in yourself. For sure. Yeah.
0: All right. All right.
2: what's what's
0: one thing about the game in Japan that you would bring over to the big to, to Major League Baseball?
2: Harp on harp on back on the fundamentals of baseball. They're they are extremely good at the fundamentals. They run bases extremely well and they play extremely good defense. Oh.
0: All right. Okay. What was speaking of that, what was your what was your favorite thing about living
2: in Japan? food ain't had a better you, steak in my life. Ooh. That Kobe okay, beef.
0: It, <laughs> okay. Once it's all said and done, what is Adam Jones looking forward to doing once he's done playing baseball that you couldn't do while you while you were
2: playing? Being an Uber to my kids and going to their uh sporting events and different activities that they do. Gotcha.
0: Hey by the way, the the, the dude who you own by the way, CC Sabathia, five bombs, your boy man,
2: you, you hit like two yeah. 10? Yeah, I mean, we face each other the most of each individual. And he just he came out, he just competed, came after me. And I faced him when he threw, was throwing ninety six, ninety seven, and then when he was 88 to 92. So I got to see the whole repertoire of CC when he was throwing backdoor cutters and shit and opposed to throwing four seams inside. So, you know, yeah, he, he, I got to – we evolved with each other. Right. Yeah. Is there
0: some guy? Is there some guys you just see super well? You're just walking in the box saying, dude, I can I'm just gonna hit this. If he throws one over the plate, I'm just gonna absolutely crush.
2: I mean, I feel like I'm do that to everybody, but there's some guys that just throw that invisible. There's some guys that yeah, right. you know that just gets you out. There's some guys that throw hard that you see clear as day. There's some guys that are 88, 91 would think that you just don't yeah. get. And I mean, it's baseball, man. There's no There's no equation to it. There's no real understanding to it. You just have to be in that box and be in that battle. Like, you can throw a pitch 90 miles an hour right down the middle and the guy misses it, but you make a good pitch and the guy lines it off the left field wall. Like, why? How? Like, there's no – people are always trying to figure out the hows and the whys. It's just you have to be a part of it to understand it. And if you're not involved, it's like the man in the arena. If you ain't the man in the arena, you're just making opinions on the shit. All the rest of it is just not as nonsense. Like you can't tell. Like how does how did he hit that ball? How did Vladimir Guerrero hit these balls? They I said, the best pitch to throw to Vladimir Guerrero is throw it right down the middle. You try to yeah, make right. some good pitch to C. Marini, he's gonna line that shit for a home run. He's try to throw a bastard slider down, he's gonna hit it to right center field. I was there when he hit a ball off the damn ground for a double in the left center. Yeah, you know, if, you
1: right middle, <laughs> if you throw it right down the
2: middle, he, if you throw it right down the middle, he might pop it up. Like.
3: I was throwing Ryan the exact wow. same thing. That's how they told me to pitch him. Just throw it down the middle. Don't try to trick him. Throw it up here because he'll take you deep. Forget it. Up here on his
2: chest, he'll smack it on top of it. Like
3: the other thing about that was, I heard even Mookie Betts in the playoffs this year. They talk about, "Well, what is it that you guys are so good with the Dodgers and whatnot?" And some of you guys here, he's like, "Just that it factor. Sometimes it's just that it that that thing that you just bring that 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 you've." But yeah, it's not something that you can answer. It's something that you've you've built and you've worked on over the years. You become that complete player and you 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 bring that to the table. Each individual brings that. It's not a, a certain number you or just
2: figure a out a way to do it. Yeah.
3: You, you, you know, just figure out a way on. to
2: battle, to compete.
3: Exactly. And that's I don't give a damn. Are are what computer you got? MacBook can't <laughs> figure
2: it out. Uh ambition uh, can't figure it out. Uh, Windows 98 can't figure it out. None of them shits can figure it out. You have to be there to do it. Right, And for sure. Now, you don't necessarily have to be there to do it because, you know, some guy who just went to Penn or, or the damn Harvard or Yale or Brown, Columbia, he's saying, well, I can figure out how to make a good team. And I said, "One last I Moneyball, fantastic movie. AIDS didn't shit since the movie came out. When the A's right. won, how did they win? Big hairy guys. Yeah, that's a good point. When they won '88 and '89, they had a bunch of big hairy guys. Now you can you can talk about different things that they use and all that kind of shit, body enhancements. That's a different conversation. But they won by big hairy guys. They've been very competitive over the last uh, decade. Also, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna. I love, I love their guys. I love how they play scrappy and all that kind of stuff. Because being in Baltimore, we had to win special different ways. We couldn't outslug the Yankees or Red Sox. We had to beat them in different ways. And I get that. That's what the A's do. Yeah. But how'd they win? Yeah. they hearing guys. It ain't, trying to, they ain't cutting, trying to go get a guy for 1.6 when you had a guy for 8. Go get, them, keep your guy for damn 8 and win, okay? They got rid of Giambi. They got Hatterberg. Hatterberg, great player, played show, all that stuff, respect him, played against him, all that. This Giambi just won a damn MVP.
1: Right. Okay?
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm, again, I'm just being honest. People don't like saying that shit. I don't care. I can say that shit. <laughs> Mariners here, and right? again you with the, you with the Mariner's, Mariners Mariners made a good pick with Robbie Ray go get another guy 100% go, be a don't go know, get I, another guy. go get another go get another starter go go trade for a a, a Sunny Gray
0: right go trade for a Tommy Madden I absolutely I
2: mean,
0: I'm just saying I I mean, Well Adam hey listen man I'd love to I'd love to see you in the Mariners uniform make make that uh yeah Make a little reunite there where you started, started all off, man. They they need some they need some a DH. They need someone to walk in that clubhouse and and take it over. But dude, this has been fun. Uh, I want to let you get back to it. The sun's coming up there. You got some uh, some Mark Zuckerberg style e-foil board, whatever it's called, to go do tomorrow. Maybe get the scuba gear on
1: for sure. <laughs> go scooby for, for the sure.
0: But mate, enjoy yourself, dude. This has been a blast, man. I can't thank you enough. It's so good to, yeah. to reconnect. You've had an amazing career. Keep playing, keep doing your thing, man. Don't uh, I want to see you back here stateside next year, to be honest. Thank you, brothers. Good talking right. to
3: you guys. Good talking. Good seeing you.
0: Good
1: time, buddy.
3: All right, uh, mates. Okay, buddy. Take care, mate.
0: Well, mate, that was good. I felt bad, dude. I felt like the sun was about to come up <laughs> over the water oh, yeah. there where you're sitting.
3: Uh mate, I'll bet uh it's gonna be a beautiful. Beautiful sunrise when it does, mate. I tell you I'm what, jealous. he sounds like he's in an unbelievable spot there. Oh. Um, what you say? What you say? The say Waldorf? I, about the Waldorf, yeah, mate. I mean, that's... That's big Vicky's over those yeah. places.
0: He mentioned it, and and the uh, the reception wasn't too great just because, you know, me sitting there on an, on an island, right? But yeah. he, he mentioned it. So here I'm talking, oh, hey, Adam, what do you think about this? I'm just, like, Googling, putting in Expedia, the Waldorf <laughs> in the Maldives. I'm like, damn, I, that's yeah. above my pay grade for sure. Not you so much, me, yeah. though, with my, yeah, uh, my my little career. But um, you, mate, you, you could hang, mate. You're a Waldorf in the, in the Maldives kind of guy.
3: Uh, I don't know, mate. Might maybe a night or two. <laughs> About, a <week. laughs> About a night or two there and then the rest of the week at the Hampton Inn. <laughs> <laughs> Just to make yeah, up I, for it to even it out. Yeah. We'll go to the Hampton think- Inn first, because you couldn't go, you couldn't go the to- Waldorf first, and then finish up at the at the Hampton Inn. I go Hampton Inn, and then finish up there, like you know on the weekend there.
1: Yeah, exactly.
3: Well, just yeah. actually, <laughs> weekend rates might be a little too high at the Waldorf might have to get you the week. <laughs> I'd have yeah, to catch you, him you, on a on the flip side on a Monday and Tuesday night, mate. Good. I'm not us. joking.
0: I, I wanted to lock in on everything he was talking about, but I, I was just dying to Google Waldorf. Now, mind you, I went to oh, Lenk yeah. and Fushi, mate. Big shout out to them. It was a blast. Yeah. Maldives was amazing. Um, yeah, it right. was sick, but um, no, but we're like, yeah, a night or two, whatever. He's probably there for a whole month just to yeah, yeah, I'm staying here for
3: Chrissy. New <laughs> Year's. Fireworks over uh, the water.
0: Yeah, exactly. But no, um, hey, listen, man, that was awesome talking to Adam. He's just... Yeah, he's got a lot to say. and He's been that guy, you know, 2006 to, to 2019 and then off to Japan. So he's played through a couple of different generations. I just yeah. love the fact, that, first of all, the honesty. And I love the fact that he re- reiterates players, you just cannot match the in-game experience as far as, you know, the, yeah. the way that you analyze players and everything. I get it, man. I, I, technology, I just want to make this point. Technology, it's amazing. And the game's really evolved. But it's so refreshing to hear a dude who's done it and a guy who obviously has that you know that kind of mindset to say all right um this is my ability this is what I can do I'm believing in myself whatever it may be and that's that like yeah. you said to him too that mookie that that it's that it factor
3: yeah and and guys and guys you you don't just get that you 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 know, you, you build that over time you know that's just the that's just the person you become. It's like us sitting here today. You know, you are who you are because of choices and things that you've done in life and, and choices you've made. And you know, does this guy work hard or does this guy do this or do that? And you become the person who you are today based on, you know, things that you've done. Yeah. So it's you know, having that experience in the game and being able to put yourself in the box who do you want in the box is my big question is who do you want in the box when the game's on the line? Who do you trust? Who do you have your faith in? Do you want, are you going off of pure numbers right now? Or are you going to go off of, sure. you know, experience? What's this guy done in these big moments? You know, there, there's just, there's just some just intangibles, I suppose. and um, Yeah. Different things that I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to explain um like I said I love I love a bit of everything I just love to see a good mix in the game you got to find that middle ground just like they're going to find with this collective bargaining agreement to move forward it's just it's it's like anything in life mate you know you talked about playing the game on an even keel I think everything has to be on that even keel have a little bit of a mix the yin the yang whatever you want to call it I I think it just that it needs to be there so uh
0: no, hundred percent agree. Uh, on that note, geez, I, I was, tr- was going to try and slide into a, 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 the Aussie segment here, but um, yeah, yeah we, we're getting deep all of a sudden. But uh, I love it. Maybe we need to cut out some of the the, the laughs and the carry on between you and I. Okay. Maybe we need to get a little deeper on this. I like it. Uh, this is good. I like it. Yeah,
3: but- mate. No, I mean, we def we definitely could, but um definitely. we we try to keep light hearted. But That's yeah, true. there are times when you know you got to dig deep. Um, we've both done that in our careers, you know? And uh, we all know that that's, that's all part of the game and, and part of life. So, yeah, there's going to be those moments.
0: Hey, something else which is a part of life is the Aussie summer. Now, let's transition to that's Grouse. Oh, yeah, <laughs> mate. Right? And I want to talk about – I want to give um, our American listeners a taste of Christmas in Australia. Now, obviously, the seasons yeah. are different, all right? I'm not going to do yeah. a whole – Geographical reason why, but different side of the equator. It's summer right now back in Australia, and they've been having some rough weather too. I was just on the phone to a mate of mine last night. He's like, "Mate, the weather's been <laughs> shocking. <laughs> They're all <laughs> bummed out because <laughs> it's just yeah. been storm after storm." But um, yeah, let's right. talk about. I want to talk about Chrissy in Australia, mate. It is, listen, yeah. uh, don't get me wrong. I like I like a white Christmas. I like all the you know the, the the stuff they do here in the states. They do it big here in the states, obviously. You know, with all the oh, winter, yeah. yeah winter stuff and everything, but nothing beats. Waking up to a bacon and egg roll. <laughs> 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 bacon and egg roll. Bobby barbie, barbie sauce. Right. Mate, you did all right. <laughs> R- ripping into the prezzies under the tree, right? That Santa brings in. Oh, yeah. Out, yep. Right. Sweating your clacker off.
3: <laughs> yep. 40 degrees on right outside.
0: Forty degrees. That's right. Hit the beach in the afternoon. What, what what is some of your big memories of growing up in Australia for the uh, for Chrissy Day? Um, uh,
3: mate, we'd always uh, wake up. You know, as a kid, just obviously given the childhood memories. Yeah, waking up as a kid early morning. You know, you're up at up at the butt crack because you just can't wait to yeah. you know see what's under the tree. Six a.m. or whatever it is. As soon as we get out, we come under the tree and then you know we yell out to mum and dad, hey, you know, Santa's been. And then um, right after that, my grandparents would get the call to come around. They'd bring around all the presents. They'd come around and we'd all sit there, open up presents. Mum would have, uh, you know, a baked dinner or uh, or whatever it was ready for Chrissy lunch. We'd all sit down together, enjoy a good, nice lunch, and then just uh, basically just kind of relax, enjoy the day. I do remember kind of mid-morning, a lot of people, a lot of neighbors or friends would pop in. With you know, with like a, a glass of wine or or you know, a case of beer or something for Chrissy, yeah, you do the you do the uh, you do Lots the old mangoes. Re- yeah. <laughs> you do the old recycled uh, glass of wine. You know, someone you yeah. bring you wine, you'd put it back under the tree with a little ribbon on it, hand it to the next bloke that you you know that showed up that you weren't didn't really have a present for, <laughs> you need that same bottle before you even opened it, <laughs> and um. Yes, yeah, so that probably went through about three or four sets of hands before someone actually cracked it open.
0: <laughs> it's, right, uh, about,
3: nah, mate, good, good you, memories.
0: You mentioned the Chrissy lunch. What about the Pavlova right after it?
3: Oh, mate. Oh, we used to do, we used to do the, uh, the pudding, Christmas pudding, mate. Oh, with yeah. Yeah. You I know the, um, that mince, uh, pudding, mate. The, uh, uh, it was amazing.
0: You know, right, so you, you, you can do the Pavlova down your way.
3: Nah, nah, we we do pavlovas <laughs> for um for parties and stuff, but usually we do the Chrissy pudding. You know, mum yeah, right. would put that in, heat it up, and um yeah, mate, and throw throw the custard on it, or heat the custard up, ah. throw that right on top. <laughs> <laughs> well, love the custard, mate. That's
0: right, uh, dude, No, we used yellow, to, um, yellow
3: custard, you know, right on top. Yeah.
0: Oh yes, yeah. smack bang right on top. Good dollop oh, yeah. of it. <laughs>
3: Yeah, you'd have that brandy, the brandy pudding, you know?
0: That's okay. Yeah, I'll go. I think I've had that before. I know Christmas pudding, about. mate,
3: with the brandy in it. Ah, yeah. I hey, loved it. I know couldn't what you're get talking enough.
0: About. I remember, though, like you'd see all the, all the decorations. You see Santa with the dolphins instead of the reindeers or on the surfboard or the, yeah, wearing the yeah. flip flops or whatever. It's the best. Yeah. That's the best. Um, yeah. Now, we had, dude, Pavlova, mate. My mum used to just smash it on the Pavlova. It was sick. I used to just crush. Oh, right. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just. <laughs> Put away, oh, put away three servings of it, yeah. Chrissy, oh, yeah, mate, it's lovely. it's
3: good stuff, mate. Oh, I'll yeah. tell you what, you get a sugar <laughs> high, that's for sure.
0: Oh, for sure. And then <laughs> I don't touch the stuff now, not with the physique and everything else, you know. What I mean? Yeah, no, 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 I know. But, uh, but I remember, mate, you, you do the Chrissy lunch and then the Arvo, boom, stra- straight on the new boogie board, straight on the new surfboard, whatever it was, straight down to the yeah. beach for us.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it, mate. It was a hot, usually a hot day, like you said. It's scorching inside, out, scorching hot outside. It was either either that you got to be in the water in the pool or somewhere because you know it's going to be hot. Um, and then uh, the other thing is too, you're on school holidays, so I mean, that's it's right. like there's no school in Australia. We're not just taking two weeks off for school holidays like my kids here. This is our yeah. big holiday. This is our big um, summer, yeah, mid summer holiday. So we get that six or sometimes seven weeks, depending on which school you're at. So that was a big one. So you're looking at maybe heading off, you know, a couple of days later, you got boxing day, you know, right after Christmas day. And then, yeah, you know, usually you just, you know, watching a bit of cricket, whatever's on that, that day. And then usually things settle down for a day or two. And then you jump in the car and maybe go down to the caravan or something. <laughs> yeah, the, the off the traffic,
0: and the traffic's bumper to bumper too. Remember that? Like you, you, you'd get oh, yeah. with Chrissy, whatever, they are like, oh, yeah, going on holidays. this, going up,
3: where are you heading up, North? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but the, the Pacific Highway, mate, was chock a block. It was, oh yeah, yeah. Was nuts,
3: no, you know? didn't want to touch it. You didn't want to go anywhere near it. Trying to, yeah, avoid, nah, we'll, yeah. we'll we'll probably wait a couple of days after Christmas and then we'll head off.
0: <laughs> I got some, I got some long
3: service leave, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mum's mom, taking a week off and dad's got you know long service up his sleeve, so <laughs>
0: yeah, that's
1: good. That's Good how it stuff. was,
0: no. But I remember, yeah, you hit the hit the freeway, mate. It's chock a block, and you yeah, know what else? And not not to not to turn this into a downer, but remember, like yeah. every night, that had the road tolls on the news.
3: Yeah, like, yeah, no. How many? How many? F- how many got bloody? Yeah. Uh, oh my god, it's so, for six.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: so the the dude, it was like yeah. every night, like you're a kid, and yeah, you, you know, as you got old, you look at the road tolls, like, oh man, are you sure you want to get on yeah. the freeway? It scared the shit out of you.
3: Yeah, they always talk about how many many people are being killed on the road, the death tolls. They're they're always really big about that. The ads, you know, for um, death toll and stuff and traveling. And they're always, you know, they've always been really strict about driving back home in Australia. So it it does put a bit of a scare in you. But hey, mate.
2: There's
3: only one beats walking.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, speaking of that time, so you get Chrissy, then you got Boxing Day. We need to dive into Boxing Day when we have more time. But then you yeah. have New Year's, mate. I remember being a teenager. I was around that age, 16, yeah. 17, 18, thinking I'm awesome. You know, so you do some like yeah. – I don't know what you were doing for New Year's, but Newcastle, mate, someone would have some party or some, you know, some yeah. scandalous frigging event to go to. <laughs> I never not yeah. forget you get – you their New Year's Eve, like going surfing with your mates and, you know, yeah. so-and-so. You'd, you'd bump into so-and-so from your school or whatever. It's like, hey, what are you doing for New Year's? I'm going to Darren's or something like that, like some backyard yeah. party. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm yeah. going to get me bloody stomach pumped. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget. And you just get written off, mate. And if you could make it to uh, New Year's, hey, awesome. As a kid, I'm talking yeah, as a yeah, teenager yeah.
3: here. You know, yeah, just yeah. getting
0: absolutely blotto. <laughs> yeah,
3: well, I I used to I have my birthday on the 30th of December. So That's I just right. used to just roll right into New Year's <laughs> and then New Year's Day, you know, start to come out of it.
0: <laughs> right into it.
3: Yeah. Going into the city a couple of times, I remember, and catching the rattler home about 6 a.m. You know, oh, on yeah. New Year's Day. Seeing the sunrise on your way home. Oh, Jesus. Yeah,
0: uh, are oh. wearing your party shirt, mate. You're buttoned down on the on the, oh, yeah. on the way
3: home. Oh, mate. I'll the ride of shame. Well, Don't miss bit- those days.
0: <laughs> all right, mate. Me too, mate. It's all changed now. I remember, like, you, you pull all nighters. like I remember the Great Northern in Newcastle. I'd, I'd walk out and the sun came up. You can't do that now, mate. There's like a yeah. the, the lockout or whatever it is. Like the, you know, the oh, yeah. whatever it is. You can't get in. Curfew. No, or you
3: got to be, be home. You got to be home by about midnight and yeah. five a.m. Five a. m. You can't leave the place. I suppose you yeah. just stay in the bar till five a.m. till the locker. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, around three, four a.m. That's when all the, the punching on <laughs> happened. To oh yeah. I-
3: <laughs> yeah, <that was laughs> <funny>. no good.
0: <laughs> uh, but, nah, anyway, riffraff, but mate, and a
3: bunch of riffraff that time of the that time of the night.
0: Oh yeah, missing, Go mate. I miss it. Down the city, watch the
3: fireworks, mate. Put on a great yeah, show. Exactly. Of the fireworks, they have the lights. Drive around, look at the lights and stuff. You know, in the back of the car with the parents.
0: Oh, yeah, that was That's always insane. good.
3: Seeing Christmas uh, carols. Sometimes you know you do the Christmas carols down in the park or something like that. You know,
0: exactly. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah, I miss times, it, mate. Man. I wish I was getting back there. This is the first time in 20 years I'm not getting back uh, to oh, Australia. Wow. And it sucks, man. I mean, no, we're not doing uh, next-gen baseball. We've got nothing happening in January, which is such a bummer. Yeah. But uh, we'll be back soon. But, yeah, man, it's uh, I miss it. So it's uh, it's making me, making me sad. I know we're having a few laughs here, but it's making me sad, thinking about not being yeah. back in Australia. But, uh, yeah, I'll survive. I'll be all right.
3: Yeah, mate. What, uh, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, mate.
0: That's right. Well, mate, yeah. this has been a fun episode. Next week, we have Paul Seawold joining us. He is the Mariners' closer. What an absolute amazing story, Grant. I can't wait for you to talk to him, dude. This is a guy who was kind of yeah. uh, in a situation where he was just kind of left out in the cold with the Mets. Mariners picked him up, uh, said, hey, we need to do this, all that. Right. I want to ask him all about it. He ended up being a dude, man. Sick numbers, becoming the closer highest strike, top three strikeout rates in all of Major League Baseball. Wow. With our buddy Liam Hendricks and, and, and the like, man. So he, he's killing yeah. it. So that's going to be next week. This has been fun. Big thanks to, to Adam Jones joining us from the Maldives. And yeah, uh, yeah, Merry Christmas to everyone. Make sure you get your Chrissy shopping in. I'm going to get to yep. it right now, mate. Got to get down to David that's Jones. It. Just rip get- apart their credit card. Get some Legos yeah. or something.
3: That's <laughs> it, mate. Get in here quick, mate. Everything's going off the shelves.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> Stuff's running out the doors, mate. <laughs>
0: yeah. Should we oh, after Chrissy the, the the after Chrissy sales? I oh,
3: know. I always thought about that. You know, can we just push Chrissy back a couple of days and get everything after us?
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. Grant, I'll leave you to it, mate. This has been fun, and right, uh, we'll catch you next week, champion.
3: All right, mate. Good on ya. Take care, mate. Merry Christmas. Yeah. merry Christmas. Yeah.
0: Hey guys, real quick, before you give us the flick, I just wanna say a huge, huge thanks for tuning in. Hopefully you've subscribed. Hopefully you tell your mates. Hopefully you're enjoying this just as much as we are. We have got some exciting things happening in 2022. We cannot wait to announce it. Grant Balfour and myself are having an absolute blast. We have some great guests coming up. Paul Seawold, the Mariners closer. If you don't know who he is, Uh, Make sure you go check him out. He had a breakout year this year. Amazing story. I can't wait to talk to him next week. But again, huge thank you. Have a great Christmas if I don't catch you. Make sure you go back and listen to some past episodes, learn some words of the day, the Aussie segment. That's Grouse Have Some Laughs. Happy holidays, and we will see you right here on the Top Step next week.